Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the podcast is with my good friend, my brother, my my soul brother, Brandon O'Connell. And we go through uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and sobriety. We go through good luck, bad luck. We go through just jail crazy shit, man crazy shit and um you know we go through our metamorphosis as as friends for the last 16 years and and the growth that we've both gone through in our lives and and from even being homeless or being in jail or whatever to where we're at now and uh it was it was it was an honor to do this episode it was was really great and um i hope you guys like it as much as uh as i do thanks Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy, and today I'm joined by a special and longtime friend. He's more like a family member, like, like you know, that, that crazy cousin, uh, my friend and family, Brandon O'Connell. What is up, dude? Uh, Can I introduce you now? Absolutely. All right, and this is this is Brandon. Um, for any of my fans, my avid fan base of millions of followers that actually don't subscribe to technology, but I'm sure will somehow make way to find this podcast. Yeah. Um, this is this is Jeremy Lipsy. When I met him, he was an amateur tattoo artist. With my help, he became the best. I truly believe that that now that he is one of the best tattoo artists that is out there. I mean, it took a lot of me breaking him down and building him back up and breaking him down and building him back up to make him the man he is today. But I'm very proud of my creation here. Um, don't get don't get derailed by his his uh, outlandish political standpoints. You know what I mean? It's, he's just he's just taking the red pill, you know, and, and he's on the, the ride. He's taking the whole trip. So I'm not even a registered so. voter, Brandon. Actually, I am registered voter now. I just <laughs> registered and I voted. Oh, you are? Yeah. I don't want to know who you voted for. Right. I, I don't vote. Unfortunately, Kanye West did not win. I don't think his, his wife voted for him either, but we don't want to throw politics into this podcast so I'm not going to tell you who yeah I he was before. one of the best candidates <laughs> right uh, I might have had, I might have had to write his name in I might not have I don't know we'll see, we'll see next year maybe I'll divulge the information yeah well freaking I mean how could you not vote for Yeezy you talk about change um, for sure so Brandon, let's uh we've been friends for fuck what? I was like 28, 29, I'm now 44, about to be 45. So like 15 years, 16 years-ish, kind of, something like that. Yeah. Uh and in those 16 years, we have seen many versions of ourselves, right? Definitely. 
so when I first met Brandon, I was tattooing at a tattoo shop called Body and Soul on Ventura and Van Nuys in Sherman Oaks. And uh, the shop had been around for a really long time. It's no longer there, um, as, as with everything in today's current timeline, things are changing very rapidly. But uh, I met Brandon, and uh, he would come in and get tattooed and pierced at the shop every once in a while. And I always thought he was like this crazy weirdo. I didn't. I wasn't sure about him when I first met him. But then we hung out. Like I don't remember our first time hanging out, but I remember after the first time hanging out with you, I was like, "Oh, I really like this guy." Uh, well, that's, I remember that Brandon would come in and get tattooed and pierced sporadically, but never had a dollar to his name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brandon. Brandon never had a dollar to his name, but he. You know what? <laughs> Chicks were always paying for Brandon to get tattooed and pierced. Oh, no, no. I remember the first time I really liked you. You came in and you got your fucking belly button pierced. And you got like a jeweled fucking barbell in there. And I just thought it was so funny. And I was just like, I like this guy. He just doesn't give a fuck. You want to know a crazy side story about that? Yes. I got that. It healed. And I kind of just forgot that I had it. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. And I got arrested this one time, and I was so high or whatever, fucked up. I processed in, because everyone takes a shower when they process in. I had it on. Oh, no. I make it dorm. I sleep. And then I go into the fucking shower in the dorm, and someone's like, dude, do you have your fucking belly button piss, bro? And I was like, Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot that I did that. Ah, <laughs> uh, in L.A. County? Yeah, which I'm I'm sure that was one of the many times. And remember how I had, like, that hair that went in my face, and I had it, like, dyed kind of like a skunk at one point with, like, yes. the bleach to the front and then a Beatles haircut across the front? Yeah. So that's the haircut I had when I walked in, and... A fucking belly button piercing. And what about the fucking owl standing on the cupcake? That one's always a good one going in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Because in L.A. County... Hold on. Let's get back to you. See this guy. Okay, so... So, Brent... Yeah. Wagner. Yeah, at first I wasn't sure about him. But I'm like that with everybody. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. Who is this guy? You know, da 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 this and that. And... uh you know, and then he gets his belly button pierced, and he's talking. And I remember he was cracking all these fucking jokes, and I was like, "Okay, I really like this guy. He's 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 cool. He's he's different. He doesn't give a fuck, and he's funny, cool." And uh, Brandon had been in and out of the program at that point, or not really. Yeah, no, always. I've always been in and out. Okay, so Brandon had been in and out of the program. And I was tattooing, and then, you know, he would come in, and he would just come in and visit us every once in a while, or he would come in, he'd bring chicks in to get tattooed, or his friends in to get tattooed, and he started, like, bringing me and my buddy Jamin business, and uh, he'd come in and joke around, and he's just a funny dude, and, uh, freaking, uh, and then, uh, we all kind of started hooking him up with, like, you know, tattoos and shit like 
nothing too crazy, but like you know, little traditional tattoos or or whatever. And then uh, I don't know, like we just me and him at that point in our life, we were super mess makers in our lives, and like with chicks and with fucking drugs and alcohol and and we just uh, we kind of like. I don't know, we kind of bonded through that. I was never as crazy as you were with the drugs and alcohol. I mean, but I I definitely, my, my drug was always chicks. I mean, that was your drug too, wasn't it? Yeah, everything. Everything. But we wound up in a fucking sober living home together. And for me, it wasn't so much about me getting sober. It was just, you know, because I'd already not really been drinking or anything for a really long time I for you know and I've taken multiple breaks throughout the last 20 years of my party career with like weed and alcohol and I was you know I've done pills and I've done powders and stuff I just I've always I've always been so skeptical of that shit because of friends like Brandon I let you guys fucking you know do the Chris uh Chris Farley fucking John Belushi shit, and I just learned from your guys' mistakes, so it makes me skeptical. But, uh, fucking, we wound up in a sober living home together. You remember that? Yeah. What was the name of it again? Studio 12. Studio 12, yeah. And so, I kind of just wound up there because I was, like, friends with all those guys, and I tattooed all of them. You, and Tex, and Stewart and... Who else? Mark. Mark. and Yeah, I tattooed a lot of the dudes there, so they all kind of like spoke up for me and got me in there because I just, I had had a falling out with my girlfriend at the time and fucking, uh, yeah, Brandon was like, Brandon, you were like the fucking well-loved troublemaker there. Like, everybody loved him. He had all these jobs and responsibilities. I don't know if that was part of his hustle to stay there because he fucked up so much. But, like, he had all these jobs and responsibilities and fucking... And then, like, every once in a while, he would come back loaded as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking remember that one night? Uh, Remember that one night? Because Brandon slept on the bunk below me. Fucking one night, I was there and I was, like, trying to sleep. And I just heard Brandon moving around and rolling around and getting up all fucking night long. And the next, and I finally eventually fell asleep. And the next day I was like, Brandon, what the fuck happened? He's like, oh yeah, bro. I, I was on meth. <laughs> or <laughs> some fucking crazy shit, right? But you would stay sober for months at a time, bro. Right, yeah. I get like, I would go like on like a it'd be like a ninety day, thirty to ninety days sober, and then just slip up. The craziest thing is like I I think you were sleeping on top of me this one time. I don't know if you noticed it, but this one time I like didn't show up for like two nights, right? Yes. And I I went. You to did that American a few times. <laughs> I went to an American Apparel party, and <laughs> and I drank so much alcohol that I got alcohol poisoning. And this guy's house is at the top of the hill. Uh, so th- 
they had to fucking airlift me out of the middle of the party because no ambulance could get up to this house. Shut right? the fuck up. You never told me so this. They, they take me to the emergency room, and I thought for sure everyone there noticed because I had all these, like, you guys, I had all those things that monitor your heart stuck to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I didn't know. So it's like I took a shower, and I, like, got out. <laughs> and I remember Texas like, dude, Brandon. What the fuck, man? What's that on your body? I'm like, oh shit! I like ripped and peeled it off. I'm like nothing. But then when you get those put on you, the outlines of them stay, and they're hard to wash off because when they're like bring you back to life, they, oh, yeah. they hook up the whole. You know what I mean? And uh, did you literally die that night? I think so. I, I'm pretty sure. How much did you fucking like, drink? And how did you wind up at so, the American Apparel party? So and it was on the. It was at the I, top of the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, like everyone was there because at the time American Apparel was like the hugest yes. thing. It was like before all the scandal. Fifteen, everyone wore American sixteen American years ago. Yes, right. Yeah, and like, and uh, these kids, I used to I, like I, I, I would call them the Motley Crew Gun Club kids. They dressed like they're Motley Crew, and they were just like really like famous local celebrities. I can't even remember any of their names. Are you talking but, about like, the 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 Motley Crue cover band or whatever? They weren't a Motley Crue cover band, but they were in a band, and they just looked and dressed like Motley Crue in the heyday. Oh, okay. And uh, these kids were like, I mean, they, two of these girls I knew, Natalie and Yelena, hung out with them, and they were just everywhere. They're, like, they were just like, you know, how Hollywood has little local celebrities, like, they go into every bar, they know everyone. Yep. And they invited me to this, uh, yeah, to the party, and I just, I didn't drink in a long time, because I, I probably had, like, the same thing, like, 90 days sober, so the thing that got me, because you know how I am, too, it's like, I can go, I can go to parties, I don't need to, you know, drink, like, I still have a good time, but yeah. Sparks Energy Drink Beer had just come out, and uh, I never, no. yeah, I never <laughs> tried so, you got you OD'd on Sparks? No, so I drank. I drank like tons of them though. Like this was like a release party for Sparks, and I drank. You know what I mean? They're free, so I drank tons of them. Dude. And then this is the last thing I remember: is those kids that I told you, those like cool kids, yeah. the Hollywood cool kids. Is they were like, "Hey, we brought this bottle of Jack," and oh. and she. So, listen, I was on this tour once when I was 15, right? I went on tour with this band called Audio Karate in Italian-Japanese. My friend Justin was the drummer, rest in peace, he overdosed. But he was the drummer, and uh, I, uh, they were like, we'll give you $100 if you could drink a fifth of Jack Daniels in one drink. And I fucking did. So, I did this, I did the bottle, and then... And then, um, then I, when I went to this, on to this American Apparel thing, they, I told the story, and these kids had a bottle, so they're like, "Can you, you know, can you do this?" And I was like, "Dude, of course I can." <laughs> and I remember just, it's going like, ooh, 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 ooh. and then nothing. I remember it to this day. And you you remember so you remember swigging the bottle, but after that you don't remember anything. Right, I don't remember till the the day. The next thing I remember happening 
is walking up to the sober living wearing my Aunt Kathleen's jeans. Like, Which was no big deal I, because you like to wear chicks' clothes every once in a while. Right, but she was bigger at the time, so they were like... So they weren't fitting you like skinny jeans? Right. And then I was wearing a big shirt. Like, it was obvious that I wasn't in my clothes. Uh Uh-huh. And I have no clue where my clothes went. And you remember because I used to wear the boots? Yeah, well, you would wear boots or you would wear, like, loafers. And, and like, you could always tell when Brandon was coming because you would hear him coming. You'd hear... You hear his loafers clicking on the floor, and he'd show up in like some skinny jeans with a fucking polo, or he'd show up dressed like a a golfer from the fucking eighties or something. And for dude, what's going on? So I mean, that was one of those times where I just like got demolished and came back over. There. See, I think too, I was so like, dude, I was still so fucking drunk. That, that like three days later, yeah. That I end having to just go in and tell Mike. I mean, I, like I didn't drink him, but I it fucked me up so bad that I had to go in the office and tell him, "Hey, dude, I I freaking drank this weekend, and you know, I fucked up just because I couldn't pull it together. Like normally, I could just wake up and somewhat pull it together, uh-huh. you know." But that time was like, it took me like a week to recover. I'm pretty sure that I died and then Ah. came back. Dude, okay, so so another background on on my good friend and family, Brandon, is nobody has more luck than Brandon, Uh, without a doubt. Like, so many near-death experiences or fucking just shit that I'm just like, how the fuck did you live through that? Or how did you get through that? Or how did you not get killed? Or how did you not die? Or or, or any crazy shit like that. In fact, Brandon would pull through. Right? Yeah. I mean, don't, don't you always feel like something's... Like, as an outside observer, I can look at Brandon objectively and say, something has been watching out for him. Right, for There's sure. a reason why he's still alive. Yeah. I mean, like, all the, all the stories or scenarios of you living in fucking gang neighborhoods and fighting gangbangers or fighting pimps or going to clubs and security guards trying to bully you and you beating the shit out of a security guard. Just all these fucking crazy stories. But I, I know you lived through them because I've been there right after or the time when I came to visit you from Hawaii and you were like walking up the street to go get some food and the and the homeless gangsters were trying to punk you out and and you fucking guillotined one of them at the bus stop yeah and and another background is Brandon tell us a little bit about your martial arts background I mean so my dad has black belts and everything he has his own dojo he trains people since we were little so well, get we us. Grew get, up, tell us what everything yeah, we is. Grew up, we grew up doing. Uh, we started out doing Kuksu Wan, which is like. Uh, I'm, don't quote me on this. Like sometimes I feel like Kuksu was a Korean standing fighting 
striking, kicking. That's what we started out doing. And then uh, we moved to start doing the Japanese traditional jiu-jitsu. How old were you? How old were you when you started doing that? Like, you know, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. As soon as we walked, we started training. Okay, so you were like three or four. Probably. Once we went into the dojo, though, we were like five or six. Okay. Um, And then, so we did that, and then eventually my dad had gotten black belts in a couple different, in in regular jiu-jitsu, kuksul, and he moved on to doing Aiki jiu-jitsu, and he trains with these people that train, like, you know, military police officers. So since they train everyone, they primarily train Aiki jiu-jitsu, but they learn Brazilian they learn Russian boxing. They learn all these new things Sambo. to just keep, yeah, what they know fresh. But at about like eight, I started doing jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, and I became pretty good. And then I started doing the tournaments, and this company called Grappler Gear and it's sponsoring me for Brazilian jujitsu. And I did that till I was just like, you know, sixteen or seventeen, and then. Now I've just sporadically been training on and off throughout the years, and now I'm pretty much trying to... Now I've been getting back into it, you know, with, okay. with my fitness journey. So how long how long ago <coughs> was the last time you, like, seriously trained jiu-jitsu? I mean, the, the, the last... I, I'd say when I was, like... There was a period when I was, like, 20 that I was training again. And that'd be the last time that I seriously trained. So between like five, six, and like sixteen. From seven, from like seventeen to twenty, I didn't. I literally did not train at all. Oh, you're just partying. Yeah. And then there was a brief sobriety point where I trained for like eight months around twenty. And then now I'm just getting back into it. Yeah, but you know, I used to always think it was funny because like when I first like met Bran and I just thought he was just like this this dorky hipster dude, which I think a lot of people assume that about him, which is probably why a lot of people have gotten hemmed up because correct me if I'm wrong, bro. Like it's almost like if people come at you sideways cuz you would never you're not like a menacing threatening person. You're like Hipster Nacho Libre almost. Uh, fucking. Let's, so, like, it's like if people were, like, trying to punk you or whatever, you would almost, like, lure them in just to fuck them up. Yeah. Freaking, uh. Yeah, it was, it was really funny because Brandon's, like, the nicest guy and, like, Every once in a while, there'd just be a bully, and and Brandon would like lure him in and go along with it, and then eventually, snap someone's neck or arm or n- knock someone out or, you know, and man, and it was usually always when you were fucked up on drugs or alcohol, right? Except for that. But let's not let's never forget to mention though that that wasn't. I've been in a lot, a lot of fights, so. You got to think, too. I've got my ass handed to me. Yes. You know what I mean? 50, I'd say I've got my ass handed to me 50 times, hardcore. Okay, so I, I remember the one time when 
when you were walking up the street and these two dudes, I don't know if you're going to remember this because I think you were loaded at the time. You might, and correct me if I'm wrong. And these two dudes just like, I think you were in downtown or something, and these two dudes jumped out of the shadows on you and they were trying to rob you and you were fighting with one of them. You fucked one of them up. And then you just got tired of fighting and you threw the money at them or some crazy shit. Right. And you can't and you came back and you were like crying. And I was just like, What? Yeah, you're like all upset about it. And I was like, I never really seen you get upset about some shit like that. You're just like, Yeah, I just was tired of fucking fighting. I'm tired of fighting. Right. There's there's one time too when I was walking down through Santa Monica and I I was like I I think I've been up like a week. You know what I mean? I was I was up like a week and uh this guy's like, he's like, hey, what's in your pocket? Like, pocket check. And I'm like, what? And, like, I've never in my life, I've heard about this. Yeah. But I've never in my life been pocket checked like that, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I've lived in L.A. forever. I've heard of it. It just, it never has happened to me. Yeah. And, uh, but it happened this one night. And, I, but, dude, I was feeling it. But I'd been up for a week. I mean, I'm assuming that I got pocket checked because I probably looked unhealthy like it was an yeah. easy come up you know yeah and uh but i in my head i'm like this guy's and okay let me just preface this too this guy's like seven or no six foot seven at least uh-huh. you know what i mean uh african-american freaking well-built big afro-ish which i mean just make you know what I mean? like intimidating this guy yeah he looks big big jeans so but I was like, I was like, oh, not, not, you know, you just picked the wrong guy and I'm having a bad week and here, like, let's go. So I'm like, I'm not giving you my shit. You fucking stupid. No. What are you going to, I said, take it. Come on, take it. This guy just, you know, he, he, he legit actually with not a worry in his eye, just go, went, stuck his hand to grab in my pocket. And I was like, I'm fighting. And he just, I mean. I've tried a little fighting with him, and, like, the second that I put up a fight to push his hand away from my pocket, this guy socked me in the face. Uh-huh. And this, these are people that I always tell you to, to these are the ones you want to worry about. Because I'm one of those people, too. My friend Jacob's one of them, too. Yeah. But, like, with no second thought, they'll sock you in the face. Yeah. Right then and there, I knew... That I didn't have one. I wasn't expecting him to to come with that reaction. Uh-huh. I thought it would be a little pushing, and I could yeah. get him on the ground. But I always know when the person with no, like, there's no thought in their mind of what to do next is that they sock you in the face. Yeah. Not only do they sock you in the face, they punch through your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're like, there's and there's you got a big head, punch. bro. Right. Exactly. And this is the thing. There's people that will punch you in the face, and there's people that try to punch through the wall behind your head. Yes. You know what I mean? And this was one of those guys. And immediately, I knew that this fight was lost. But I still, you know what I mean? I, this is another thing about me is you can, when you beat me up, you really got to beat me yes. up. Yes. So, like. Brandon is durable. Like, right. He's so built like a maple bar him. with arms and legs. This guy punched me in the head, and I knew if there was a wall behind my head that he would have punched through it. And 
So he punched me in the head. I struggled to grab him. And, like, I'm already shook, and I'm, like, trying to grab him, take him to the ground. It's not happening. He's There's too another big. thing, too. Is and you've been up on, yeah, for a week. When some, once, yeah, and when someone's too big and and you know they've already been in a lot of fights, what they do is when you try and take them to the ground they and they're taller than you, they punch into your face, but they punch into your face like they're punching into the ground. When you get hit like that, it's game over. So this guy's second hit was, is he punched into my face, but all the way to the ground. <laughs> then he picked me up and he threw me into someone's truck. And the person who owned the truck comes outside and is like, what the fuck? And this guy's like, this guy just fucking slammed your head in this, into your truck. He's crazy. The guy who just smashed my face into yeah, his This guy was, was raised on the streets. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then the craziest part that can't, can't comes next is this guy, I mean, he's beating me and the cops come up, right? Uh-huh. Dude, they separate us both and they handcuff me and put me on the thing. And they tell this guy to get out of here. And I was like, what the fuck? So there's always like the two sides to my my luck is this. I feel like I earn my good luck because any time that I have bad luck, it is the worst luck. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, Oh, yeah, you've had some bad luck, is, too. Right. When my luck is bad, it's almost to where you're like, that is unbelievably bad luck. Like, I don't, that, that only happens in a fairy tale. I've never heard of someone that happening to in real life. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, like, it was like, like when I had the vape store, like, the just like how I set it up, I remember people. I mean, even in my own head, I'm like, I can't fail. I have so much going for me that even though I can't even walk straight, I can't put sentences together right now because I'm so fucked up. Like I was like, this this place runs like a machine. Like I had the product lines. You know what I mean? I had Amazon going. Like, there were so many streams and revenues of income that I was like, like, I, you know what I mean? It was like you could, like you came there and saw me. Yeah. Like, I was fucked beyond belief. Because no, now, no. The, we, what? When you were there, bro, I couldn't tell where you, like, I knew you were, like, drinking a lot. And you were yeah. drinking shit, like Clamato and all that fucking garbage flavored right. fucking alcohol that's... Basically, like meth alcohol, fucking, and, and like a, every day at least, like the handle of vodka, on top of that. And would you, would you do, were you fucking with the H back then too? Everything I was on, everything, heroin, meth, crack, Xanax, drinking, freaking uh, GHB. There, I mean, it was on then because I had. This is the difference between. Well, and this is the thing. So, like, prior to ever you ever seeing me when I wasn't there is a lot of the times is I would be sick because I didn't have enough money to get it. So my day revolved around how am I going to just get drugs, right? Uh-huh. When I was there, my day didn't revolve around that. It's like you have more than enough money to get all the drugs you want. So get all the drugs you want do them. And then do what you have to do to run this business, you know? Oh, my God. 
remember the time when we got the fucking nitrous and we were doing nitrous balloons there and fucking you you fell back and you hit your head on the door in the middle of a nitrous trip and you woke right up. It like pulled you right out of it. <laughs> Dude, I this is the craziest thing. I freaking barely remember any like there's so much days I just don't remember there at all. I used to have that on video. It was fucking hilarious, bro. I don't know what happened to it. Maybe I still got it. Maybe I don't. I don't. I got a lot of videos of you doing silly shit, actually. Right. So you 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 had the money to get the drugs. So you weren't worried about that. So, go on. I mean, just it's like it was, and this this is the craziest thing about the vape shop and the experience. And like I said, with the bad luck, it's like my bad. So like with my good luck is is I pay for it in, in the bad luck because I have the worst, the baddest luck. You're just like, there's nothing that, like, how that how I set that up, it was so fail-proof that it was like, it was just like this. It's like that, that experience of, like, having, like, all the, like, I always thought my problem isn't drugs. It's that I don't have enough money to do drugs like I want to do it and to always be high. Because if I was always high, then I'll be fine. That's my only problem is, is I'm not, I don't have, I've never had a foolproof 100% way to be high 24-7 with as much as I could do. But what the freaking vape shop showed me is, one, there's not enough drugs on the planet Earth for how much I need personally. And two... And this is the worst, this is like the worst and best thing that ever could have happened to me. But I realized that finally is like, holy shit, my whole life I've been wanting to have what I thought would make me perfectly happy is all this drugs and it. it's not the thing that makes me happy, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like that, like I said, it was like the worst and best thing, but then... It, I lost my identity too there. So I was like, this one thing I've been chasing my whole life is this this perfect high or this endless high or this great high or, or you know, probably what it was the first time I ever. The endless shot, summer. You know? The endless summer became the endless bummer. Right. And th- this is the thing is, I know what the feeling is, and it only happens once, and it's the first time that I put heroin and cocaine into a syringe and put it into my vein. That's what I was looking for always was that first time. And I could never get it back again. And like I said, so I lose my identity there because I was like, hold on. I just banked my whole life on this, that, that one, I do drugs until the day I die and I figure out a way to do it. But two, that this was what was going to make me happy. And like, it was weird to wake up one day and like, cause you know, when I believe in something, I a hundred percent believe in it. Brandon, you're, you you're, you're obsessive like me. Right. We get tunnel vision. So, like, so I mean, I was like a hundred percent for sure that, you know, dr- like I was like that guy too, who convinced you like, Oh, you might not have had a good experience with drugs. If you do it with me, you will, you know what I mean? Like, 
so it's weird because I kind of, like I said, I lost my identity in in the midst of of that. And and I it was the vape shop was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because I finally, for once in my life, had to like one, I had to figure out like what makes Brandon Brandon. You know what I mean? I had to do a lot of this like inner work and get rid of all the stuff that makes. Brandon thinks that he is going to find something outside of himself to make himself happy. You know what's crazy, bro? Fucking, when you were uh-huh. at the vape shop, it's weird. Like, you were still partying, but you weren't the same type of partier. You actually, you were actually, like, a drug addict with a mission, bro. Like, you right. were like, oh, bro, I got to open the shop. I got to do this. I got to get this started. I can't, you know what I mean? It was really crazy, bro. Like, you just weren't. Right. You weren't like trying to go to the Hollywood parties or the clubs or smash randoms or you were like trying to smash your fucking your your passion, which was the the vape industry. Right. And it was weird, though, because it was like this is the thing that you is like, I mean, we were so I was like, you know, I was fairly successful in that industry. I'm sure a lot of people would say that this guy was just a fuck up, whatever, you know what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, like, I did great in that industry. And, uh. Well, you could have done better if you weren't loaded, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, because you're such a fucking hustler. Right. The weird thing about it, though, was, like, it it became. At first, it was my passion because I loved it. It was new and everything. But then it became something I was just holding on to. Uh-huh. I was like, I was ready to move on to the next thing. Uh, I'd say, a, you know, a year into it. To, but it's like you said, it's, I'm a hustler. I was hustling. I had, you know, I had a really good hustle. And I was building and building. And, and uh, But like I said, so, I mean, once though, once I lost all that, it was because what happens is it just came to a point I just, I literally, I woke up and, and I mean, they were closing my bank accounts. I mean, I wasn't paying taxes, you know, I didn't even know that I was supposed to be paying taxes. I wasn't on payroll. You know what I mean? I just, everything I did with that business was like trial and error. I mean, it's just like, yeah, well, it was like someone who had no clue what they were doing overnight, their business turned into a successful business. So I never went back and was like, hey, let's get a tax person. Let's run payroll. Like, like sometimes things would happen where I had to, like, look into that. But, dude, I didn't ever know how to do Like, it's crazy what I know now comparatively to what I knew then, you yeah. know? And I wouldn't know any of it now if I didn't do what I did then and get to where I am now. And, like, but I think the biggest thing is to, like, Let's not forget, I was 350 pounds. How much do you weigh now? I weigh 235. Shit. Yeah, I got I, I got pictures of you, me, and Garrick. Me and Garrick are lifting you up. Right, and I'm bigger than Garrick in the pictures. Yes. And Garrick's you know? a big dude. How much does Garrick weigh now? I don't know. Is he bigger than you were back then? Yeah, it looks like it, but I feel like it's the same size, but I don't know. I'd have Jeez. to ask him. Any chance of like, him getting back into martial arts? Well, he's already, he's been training and stuff and eating healthier. He says he's going to beat, like he's going to get in better shape than me. 
but that's I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm looking like I'm like a Greek god too. <laughs> has has Garrick's Garrick's been there for you a lot throughout your fuck up journey, right? Right. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, this, so like I said, when I started losing everything, and this, and I used to have this, the biggest resentment at people because when I had the vape shop, it was like if any of my friends needed the hookup, a space to use, uh, a hustle, you know, I was, I put everyone on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I remember when I, when I was losing everything, I was like reaching out and it was like, ghost you know and i was be i was really resentful at it in the beginning and like looking back at it it was like the best thing that happened is like yes everyone just finally just ghosted me and they let me go through the last of it you know what i mean like pretty much alone and and what i really had to like i mean i really i really for the first time in my life i kind of just like i submitted and I freaking, I was like hitting my knees and praying to God, like, please, like, get, like, make this stop. Like, what is this? Why am I still going through this? Like, you know, what the fuck is going on? I, like, I remember, too, just being like, I'm so done with this shit. I'm so done with drugs and alcohol. How do I, you know, how do I, like, how do I get out of this? And I'm, like, asking God, like, how do I get out of this? You know what I mean? Like, how in the fucking world am I going to get out of this? And how old were nothing... you? How old were you? This was, this is three and a half, this is, like, four years ago now. So I'm 36, so at 32, I'm, like, finally ready to submit, you know? And, okay. And I've been using since I was, like, you know, 15, 15 16. 16, yeah. No, and no days off. We're not, you know what I mean? Like you said. There's you some had 30, some 60, days off. You had some Well, this days. is what I'm saying, though. <clears throat> there were some, some 30, 60, 90-day off breaks. Didn't you have a year breaks. or nine months at one point, too? Eight, it was eight, eight or nine months. Okay. But, like, and it was weird, though, because, like, even in that eight or nine months, here's the thing. is like, I didn't want to use anymore. And the cool thing about that was is I realized that in that eight or nine months, I was actually really cool just being branded, you know? Mm -hmm. But in that eight or nine months, I didn't gain much tools as to like how to, how to stay sober or how to just become a a normal human being. Uh And like, I don't think that anyone, I don't think a lot of people are much different than loaded people, except for someone who uses heroin, meth, drinks, I mean, to me, they're soul seekers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like, agree. Yeah, you, you know a lot, like, a lot of like, a lot of the people that surround us right now that aren't on drugs, to me, are dumber and more unaware than people that are loaded. A lot of times, like right. I, well, this I mean, this is the thing is like someone who's like, uh, like someone who, like I see whatever what whatever it was in me that hurt so bad as a kid or whatever that was and it's it's layers of things you know what i mean like in these last three and a half four years i've just had to like kind of go over things you know what call like just make the fucking call to my mom and be like hey you know what i mean like 
our my childhood was bad. You did the best you could with the tools you had. You know what I mean? I I like like we're good now. You know what Wait, I mean? Like I did. But can I, I had ask this, you something? Like yeah. you you always told me a lot about your dad, which you know who you were estranged from too throughout your drugs because your dad wasn't putting up with that shit, right? Right. And uh, now you guys have a good relationship, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's getting there. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's gonna. Yeah. Uh, but this is like the first time you guys have like actually talked and hung out in a long time, right? Right. Yeah. Years, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but I, you never really told me a lot about your mom. So like my mom was like, she was pretty abusive, you know, like physically abusive and and just did some weird far out things. Was she on drugs? Like, no. So she's never used or done anything, and that's it's weird you know what i mean like and that's where i go to say that like people like at least when someone does drugs they're like hey i have a problem i have a mental problem i have something um when i do heroin i don't feel that i don't want to kill myself i don't want to you know hurt others and that's where i'm always like with people who don't and just kind of sit with it it's kind of it's scary you know what i mean like it's really scary to think what they could do when they never had that release you know, and I think like my mom's release was like, you know, I get really mad. I hate his father. And here comes little Brandon, who is, you know what I mean? Probably I was like a psycho as a kid. Yeah, I was a psycho. So it's like, and I'd act out and it's like, let me just take out on my anger, fear, frustration on this little kid who has no clue. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to me, there was no rhyme or reason in what happened when I was getting, I didn't understand it. And, you know, and I'm glad it happened because I'll never do that to my kid. Dude, you know I, I, I mean? feel like, the same way about my dad. Like, but my dad had rhyme or reason. He was an alcoholic cocaine addict. He's got 27 years sober now. Um, but, yeah, dude, he would fuck me up. And uh, now he tries to apologize, or he's tried to apologize a few times in the last five, six years, and I'm always like, dude, just stop. Like, I don't want you to apologize to me for anything. Like, I just want to thank you for everything. Like, you raised a wolf instead of a sheep, right? Right. So, yeah. like, everything that you did was divinely orchestrated. I accept it. I love you. I don't hold any of it against you. Right. And I want to thank you. So, yeah, and stop apologizing. And that's, like, that's, that's, see, that's the most awesome part, and that's, like, where I've got to now is where, like, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, like now, I, I finally, at 36 years old, you know what, mom, thank you so much for what you did. You fed me. You made sure I went to school. Yeah, all that shit happened, but, like, you didn't use drugs or alcohol, and your outlet was me. I, you know, unfortunately, I was your punching bag or whatever, you know, but, like, it, it, it was unfortunate for the time, and maybe it took me a lot of time to get to the other side of it and realize how much that shaped me into who I am now, which is a very, like, loving, kind, compassionate person. My son, I fucking love the fuck out of my son. You've always kind of been like that, though. Even, like, I mean, I never... But that's, that's, you know why, Jeremy, is because I didn't like that. I didn't like that person who just, for no reason, walks in the house and just starts, you know, going for it. 
and I just was like, I never want to be that person. You know what I mean? Like, just, I never want to be that, you know? Like, I never want people to feel fear around me when I wouldn't, you know, when I walk in the room that they have to hide or something's going to yeah. happen. What's going to happen next? You know what I mean? I don't ever want to be that person. What you felt and like, even, as a kid. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be adding that into this world. You know what I mean? But like we have come to realize as we got older, there's just, there's like a, you know what I mean? There's like a universal law of what, you know, kind of needs to be in the world and what those people do to shape people or like kind of suppress them. And, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there could be like, you know what I mean? And, and what I feel like too, what I've realized now is like, like if someone walks in the room and, and alphas the room, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Now I could kind of like step back or, or it's like if someone's throwing a punch at me, right? And like with the new Ike stuff that my dad and that I've been training recently, it's like I'm not trying to one get hit by the punch, and nor am I really trying to punch the person back. But if yeah. I step to the side of the punch and I step into the punch and the punch misses me, now I have the option to throw this person on the ground, to walk away, to just deck them in the side of the head, and see if I if someone's punching me and I get hit, the option that I have now is to get hit and then to think of something to do after. Now, if someone's punching me and my objective is to punch them, then really only what I have right now is the option to punch them. Now, if my objective is is to let that person hit, stand to the side of it, which now I don't get hit, I could hit them or I could walk away. Now I have three options. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when someone walks into a room and alphas it, so a lot of people submit, right? That's those that's that's what those people do. Yeah. Now a lot of people when someone alphas in the room, they try and alpha back. Uh-huh. See, now my new stance on walking in the room when someone is alpha in the room is just to step to the side. You know what I mean? And like that doesn't mean that I submitted or that I can't alpha the room, it means that I now have three choices. Yeah, and you'll, alpha, you'll give them their, chime, back. their time to shine, which is what they really right. want for a minute. And it's like, and that's what I think, you know what I mean? We've, you know, you've done the steps and you've had some other spiritual practices in your life and you've had a bunch of stuff and I, it gives you that option now is to like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just with everything going on, with everything going on in the world, do I need to fucking put more fear into people's lives? Do I need to to combatively talk about politics with people? Or, or do I just need to be a fucking loving place? You know what I mean? I feel like I yeah. feel a balance of it is like, is I do. I post a little bit of how, what I think. Not a lot. I'm not overbearing people with it. And I don't just flood my shit with it. I give you a little of it. You know what I mean? A lot of people probably know where I stand on, on everything just by knowing me as a person. But, but like, at the same time, it's like, I know, like, I, I walk into my house and my mom bombards me with fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and then what that makes me do is lash out more. And it creates more chaos and fear. 
and like I said, I just don't want to be that person. And it's, I try not to be. And it's like, it's hard. And it's especially when the, the people that are closest to you, it's hard because you do, you want to at some point lash out. Yeah. And it's like, you know, but like what I can do now is like, I can do it in prayer meditation. And what I could do to take away that need to lash out or alpha or, or be mean is God, can you please remove this from me? Hey, God, can you please remove that from me? And just pray, meditate it on a lot more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that is, if there's one tool that I've picked up throughout the years now, it's like how powerful that is. Like, yeah, prayer morning, and meditation, like, prayer, prayer and meditation. And actually, I do it in this order meditate, then pray. Meditation right. and prayer for me. Uh, and the reason why I meditate before prayer is because I feel like I clean my head out and my temple out a little bit before I approach, you know, the, the creator of all things or the most high. And that shit does center you, dude. And especially right. when you've lived a life where there's really no center or it seems like there's yeah. no fucking center, you know, like between, you know, abusive childhoods and fucking jail and drugs and parties and loose women and shit like that. Like, to actually find that center point is, uh, and to find that, like, literal spiritual high within the self is also, like, it's amazing, man. You're just like, oh, shit, like, this Yeah, literally... mine, so, my practices is, like, the, the, the beginning of the day, it's like I pray because I'm talking to God, to the universe, uh -huh. to the creator. And, and I end the night with the meditation because now at the end of the day, I'm trying to listen for what, you know what I mean? Because uh -huh. that's the only reason why I do it that way. Yeah, that's a good way. You know what I mean? Because I, like, well, I just think too in the morning is if I wake up and I thank God, the universe, for just what, I, you know, because I had a bed last night because I have a fridge that has food in it. I have some sweaters now if it's cold. Yep. And if it rains, I don't have to sleep on the sidewalk. And you know what I mean? And dude, like, you fucking lived like a fucking Hollywood gutter punk for a long time, dude. I mean, how many times right. did you come to my house to just stay a couple nights or whatever? And then I would have to kick you out every once in a while, too, because you'd be fucking smacking up in my bathroom. Right. And, and it's like, now it's like, dude, I mean, before my only choices were... were I mean, it got to a point where my only choice is sleep under a bridge or I slept in this one on the ground. Like, now, I mean, these the towards the end, that was it. It's like, and I was so fucked up that it wasn't even like, I'm not calling anyone to stay at their place anymore. You know, I'm not worried about any of my possessions. I'm just worried about, one, at the end of the night to find a cardboard that has enough so I don't have to lay right on the ground and then find something to be act as a blanket you know what i mean and it's like thank was this God, after after factory vape morning huh was this after factory vape i mean it was before it really bad before i started it and then again after it was just i mean that those were the options but after factory vape yeah that happened a little a lot of mental hospitals a lot of staying at cody's you know what I mean? And like, but yeah, it was just, 
I mean, when especially too when I lost that, I'm just like, dude, there's no way that I'm ever getting back to that. I lost something that was surefire, and I'm homeless. Like I owned a company, we had distribution. People carried my products in the UK and in uh, Indonesia. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then about Mod nothing. Shine and Mod Wire. Yeah, and then it's like and nothing. You know what I mean? Now I have nothing. It's all gone. So, I mean, right after that, but like, I mean, a lot of suicide attempts, you know what I mean? Not, not just like, there wasn't just the thought of suicide. These were attempts. These were, I, I, today, what I'm going to do is take 90 Seroquel, drink a tall can and shoot all this dope into my arm at once. Like I thought it out. That's it. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not calling anyone. I'm not telling anyone. I'm going to go right here on the side of the road so I don't die in someone's house buy this phone book on Vermont and uh, Santa Monica and die. Probably no one's going to find me or care. I'll be a John Doe and no one's going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'll like, just vanish. Those were, that was, that was like towards the end. So like, you know, to get to now where it's like, like, dude, I've had so, a fucking. So check I, it out. I want to know at the end because I I kind of know the story, but let's fill the people in with what 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 got you here now. So you went you got locked up, right? So I so this is the thing. I I went into Salvation Army. Um, I stayed there for three and a half months, which was such an awesome program. This shit legit broke me down it was like you come in even if you have some shit which i didn't i i had like the clothes on my back you come in you put all that away they give you freaking shirts shoes freaking you you wear a button-up shirt you tuck your shirt in you wear a belt you wear the shoes they give you you come you wake up you work in there in their fucking hanging clothes sorting donations uh-huh. unloading trucks you know what i mean like and dude, I was, I, it made, it actually made me feel good. Cause like I had, that's one thing I know is like working and then very quickly, like going to just the top, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this place is super breaks you down. You go into church, you got to pray. It's a Christian, uh, program. So now it's like you pray to that. You don't get to choose what your God is. Uh-huh. There's a room full of people that this works for. So, like, you're out of ideas. You're out of plans. Just trust us. We got you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I really needed that, too. Like, I needed... It was weird because, like, obviously being homeless, losing everything breaks down your ego. But, like, you will be surprised how someone, I'd say, like, as resilient as I am, how quickly, you know, I get some meals in me, I drink some water, I pump some weight, uh-huh. that my fucking ego comes right back. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay, so so I want to let everybody know that, like, like, fucking Brandon, like, off and on drugs, like, Brandon is always, like, when he's, you know, at least sober a little bit or whatever, he'll get invited into specific projects or businesses or this and that. And, like, I'm talking about partying with fucking celebrities, banging models, like, hanging out with rock stars, just doing the fucking craziest shit, dude. 
And so, and, and, and Brandon, like, I wouldn't say he's got like an ego, but he's kind of, he's had like, it's changed over the years, bro. It's totally changed. And I've watched the depletion of your ego happen. And the, the first time I really fucking noticed it was factory vape. Or or when you, right. or that time when you came and you celebrated my my I was I was going back to Hawaii and you came with us to Michelli's on Ventura Boulevard across from In and Out. You remember that when I had yeah. a big group of people and you were vaping and you were yeah. telling me all about it and <clears throat> how you got into all this and I noticed I was like, damn, Brandon seems a little different right now. And and then I went back to Hawaii. Then eventually a year later I came out and I I tattooed. At the factory vape in the back room of my clients, um, and I just noticed, you know, your your ego wasn't as as crazy as it was like in the past. Like, you're more focused on business, and you just you did seem like you're trying to help a lot uh, people out a lot more. But where in the past you just seemed like you wanted to get wasted, you weren't mean, but you were kind of selfish. Um, you've always been a good dude. You've always been funny, but. I've just watched your ego change. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's not like a... Yeah. You know what I mean? And dude, and like, I can't stress to people enough. Dude, like, this motherfucker has partied the fucking hardest. He's fought the hardest. He's hung with the fucking hottest chicks. He's hung with the fucking craziest bands and celebrities and all this fucking crazy shit. Been in fucking uh, uh, businesses with fucking celebrities and, and shit like that. Like... So when you're talking about Salvation Army, like, and, and homelessness and shit, like, it's not like you just, like, you're just kind of a grungy gutter punk, right? Like, yeah. you, you lived a fucking, like, like a holy shit, how did that happen life? Right. Like, all of us, like, all of our homies, all of our tight homies, Benny, fucking, whoever, Yeah, so it's like, I mean, that's the crazy thing. So being at that rehab, though, it broke my, it, so it, like, everything broke my ego down. And, and what happened is I went in there with no ego. And, like, what I, so I rebuilt my ego, but I, it's, I, you know, and I hope it always stays this way. But, you know what I mean? It stayed very humility, like, humility based. Like, I got a little and I was happy. I was making my bed. And I was happy. I was wearing clean clothes every day, and it's been months, and I was happy. And it's been, it just had been a while since that happened. I was brushing my teeth every day. My teeth were falling out. I remember that. They were black. They looked like candy corns. All the top was black. You know what I mean? Like, they were on their last leg. All the back part was knocked out. I mean, nerves. I had my, my teeth hurt, you know? And it was like... <clears throat> um, yeah, so it was like, that happens. I went, I, like, they kicked me out for, they thought I was going to fight someone. They said I looked at someone like we were going to fight. And it was this, this kid, he was out of prison. He wasn't a kid, he was older than me, but he was picking on people. And I, it just, it made me mad. He, like, dumped a drink on someone that was smaller than him. And you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just he's like, punking people out. Yeah, I was like, why don't you do that to someone, you know? You know and as soon as I came up and said it, He's just like, oh, no, you know, just, you know, just playing with him. I'm like, whatever, bro. And it's like, they kicked me out. I leave. I had a warrant out for my arrest. And I got arrested. And I went to freaking jail, like, three and a half months sober. 
How and long? Did. How long after I, you left Salvation Army did you get picked up? No, it was like either the same day or the next day. And you've been sober for how long? Maybe like three and a half months. And then you went to jail for like a year, right? It was like no, I was there for like six months. And uh, but like I went in there thinking I was done because I had my strike. I was on, you know, I've always been on probation. It's like. You know, so I immediately was like, man, I got to get like, I got to get ready for prison. Like I need to work out every day. You know what I mean? So like I was doing like a thousand burpees every day. I had a good experience in there too, just like the Salvation Army. And there was no, you know, LA no County. drugs. I was still sober. And it was like, <clears throat> yeah, LA County. And uh, then it's like I went there. I fight the case. They give me some crazy deal. Once again, I luck out somehow. You know what I mean? Big time. What was the warrant for? Embezzlement. Was that from Factory Vape? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it. it's like I said, I don't go to prison. I luck out again. And when I get out, it was Christmas time. I went to have Christmas with my family. Um... I was sober. I thought for sure, oh, well, this someone, it's Christmas, I'm out. This Someone's going to pay me rent or let me, and it wasn't. Nobody helped me still, and I had to keep what I had, and all I had was now, you know what I mean, like almost a dude, year sober. Dude, you know what? Like, even your, even your fucking crimes matured. It went from, like, fucking probably pissing in public to fucking fighting, aggravated assault, fucking possession, right. wasted in public to a fucking embezzlement. Right. <laughs> you, Robbery. You, usually you hear, hear about some old white guy that freaking was, you know, doing blow and banging hookers and fucking collapsing a Fortune 500. Embezzlement. Right. And then, and then, so like, I got out and I just, I just, just like, I was on Skid Row and I didn't get loaded and I stayed at the mission for like a week. I went out and stood out in front of U-Haul to do work. I did everything I could to get $700 and I moved into a sober living. And it was all the way out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I can't, it was like so far, but I don't remember where it was. Like, okay, it was like okay. Way past- okay, so I saw you. I came and I seen you like a couple of days after you got out, right? or a week right. or something, at your aunt's, right? Which is usually where I would go see you a lot of times at your aunt's. Um, and I remember I hadn't seen you in months, and you'd been trying to get a hold of me for days, and I'd kind of been blowing you off because, you know, and I would get like this with you every once in a while because I'd be like, oh, great, he's just, you know, it's like he's out again. Like, what, are we going to just celebrate him going to fucking jail again in six months or fucking getting wasted again? Like, because you had right. had that fucking pattern. But I loved you. Right. And I like a brother and, you know, and so eventually it came over and I was like, all right, I'm fucking go see you. I show up to your aunt's house and you're with this dude in this car. And I was like, I swear to God, bro. I was like, dude, Brandon and this guy are going to fuck me up right now. They're going to beat the fuck out of me right now. He's pissed that I didn't come see him or, or, <laughs> or accept his fucking collect call from L.A. County or whatever. And it wasn't that at all. You were just like. You were, like, fucking grateful. You were happy. You were, like, dude, I'm going to fucking make it this time. And watch, bro. And and then, like, 
And then I was like, wow, man, like maybe he is actually going to do it this time. I don't know, but I'd heard you say that before. So like, right. But like there was like something that seemed a little different this time. And then you kept contacting me and calling me. And I remember FaceTiming with you while you're in the fucking desert. I think you were in Palm Springs and you were working out and like you did, you looked like you were in way better shape, bro. You'd lost all this weight and I don't know, bro. You were like really adamant this time about like not fucking up and making it. And then I remember you would, yeah, you were like homeless and you were living in a mission and you were going through downtown and fucking like in Hollywood and, and all these places and, and trying to get into the sober living home and, I remember that, bro, like, cause you would FaceTime me and talk to me while you were walking or, oh man, I got to go do this right now. I got this money saved or this person owes me money. And then I eventually remember, where did you get that? Where, how did you get into that sober living home and where was it again? It was, uh, it was, I'm trying to think, it was like past El Monte, past Pasadena, it was like, so far. Not Mission Viejo. No, no, no. It was like in LA County, but I can't remember where it was. I don't know. But like, I mean, then was I got Was it Montebello? Something like right past Montebello. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But like, I, then I got my job back with Cosmo. And I remember too, it's like I'm working all this celebrity stuff again. We did like a party for Nicole Kidman. Oh my god. Bro, remember the first time you worked with Cosmo, bro? And the fucking talk about a pirate's life. Right. And just being a fucking wolf hunting gazelles. For sure. Yeah. Dirt bag. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite right. kind of bag. <clears throat> and like I mean, I just like dove in to like Doing the deal, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I just stayed on track. Like, I got, like, a sponsor. But this time you were sober at Con Cosmos. Last time you were, fu you started getting wasted, right? Because you were right. sober the first time you started working there. And then you f and then you started wasting, getting wasted, partying with these chicks and models and celebrities and all this shit. And you lost it. Which, right. Cosmos was a great job for you. Right. Yeah. You were making a ton of money the first time you were working there, right? Yeah. Even no, I, even the second time, I mean, I didn't make as much, like, because when I was working the first time, I mean, it was, like, legit. Like, I mean, I was making, I, I, I did just, like, thousands and thousands a week, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the second time? Yeah. Well, the second time was, so the second time I actually took, this time I started designing clothes and like making wardrobe and making stuff. The first time I was just selling the crap out of stuff. And like, so the second time was different. Like I, I got some huge commission checks for like selling because I sold a bunch of my stuff. So dude, you can sell ice to an Eskimo. That's no fucking joke. Brandon has right. fucking hustle. It was like, I mean, and then, I just got all like, you know, me and Chelsea started talking and we were, we were friends when we were little kids. I used to be like super in love with her and, and, uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, 
everything happened. I had Malachi, you know, Malachi was conceived. I was working Coachella, Stagecoach, Camp Flogna. I was doing private events for, like, you know, huge, huge, like, events with this company, Vox. And it was, like, you know what I mean? It was, like, it was the crazy thing is, like, it was weird. So it's, like, you know, my whole life, it's, like, instead of, like, you know, all right instead of like you know um kind of like only trusting brandon you know what i mean like like it's weird because me i'm gonna go go ahead so me i mean i i've always trusted myself you know what i mean and that that got me pretty far it's like i trusted brand's judgment I believe in the order of Brandon and I believe the world revolved around Brandon and that he was God. Well, check this out. And, I don't know. and, 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 and in spite of all of our shortcomings and our, and our, our, our fallacies and all this shit, like we were both very street smart people and, and we, we knew how to hustle and you know what I mean? So yeah. that that's why you trust yourself because it's a dog eat dog world out there. And you're like, I'm not going to get eaten. And, but here's the thing. So it's like, but what, like, what's the one thing that could make Brandon all powerful is man. If he had a, if, if Brandon had a fucking partner in crime now. Yeah. So what I did now is became, I trusted the universe. Everything I couldn't figure out myself instead of it just stopping there. Now I said, Hey God, universe how do we figure this out because i could figure out a lot of things and i could get a lot of things done but there's a lot of things i couldn't and there was my block was this if i couldn't figure it out i just it, I, it ended right there uh-huh. i moved on to something else. i got i stopped i got frustrated i'm done now when you freaking put your trust in the universe and god now you live in a limitless world. Yes. Because what will happen is now the universe will put everything you need right in front of you. So if I go to tonight, if, you know, if I wake up to kids today and I say, God, I need to start an Amazon store. I don't know how I need you to put everything in front of me to make that happen. And I will listen. And I will, every time someone pops up and said, Hey, I know something about Amazon. I said, Hey, what's your phone number? Like, my Amazon store, I just launched it a couple of days ago. People are already ordering it. Which right? one, Young Gods? No, I just did an Amazon store just for the salon with hair products on oh, it. Oh, okay. But, like, you know, even my Young Gods, like, I have a drop today at 3 p.m. You know, in an hour and a half, I'm dropping a new hoodie. And people are already hitting me up. You know, I've done, I've, we've sold tons of Young God stuff already. You know what I mean? Like way more than I would have expected. Um, this week, I pretty much, I'm like, I'm down to like half the hoodies that I had. So what design you know what is I mean? the is on this new hoodie? It's a, uh, it's like a Virgin Mary. Oh, okay. With bleeding. I think I showed it to you. It's dropping this week. So they get, it's up for order today. Three limited run. There's under 25 hoodies. And then I'm dropping it. I have another drop tomorrow at three. How badass is it? It's pretty much everyone's saying this is the best one they've seen. 
We'll put one to the side for me, size medium. And, uh, all right. And then, so, like, like, it's just that, it's in the, it's earlier, like I was saying. It's, it's like, all this, everything that has happened has just led me to believe that, like, you know, I all I really had to do was just let go. You yeah. know what I mean? I've always just been trying to hold on to this. So it's like, like, I always just tried to hold on to, like, Brandon the drug addict. I'm like, this is my identity. I'm, you know, rock and roll is drugs. Punk, you know, this is this drug. Yeah, you were like when the I punk rock myself, Chris Farley, right? Or John Belushi. Like when I let, John Belushi probably to the T. Yes. But it was like when I when I and it wasn't me. So this is another thing. The universe doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. It just stripped me of that. It said, Brandon, you this is your idea of what what a good life is like. Here you go. Here's all the money you need to do all the drugs you need. Have it. Go ahead. Yeah. See what you know. Be careful what and you wish was, for. Yeah, and then it was like, man, I, like one, I probably spent, I'd say close to, you know, one or two million dollars on drugs in three years, easy. Yeah, you know, like, uh, and which is crazy because like, a lot of the times you were homeless. All the shit you could have done uh, with that money. Oh yeah. But that, I mean, and the best part is, is there's nothing better I could have done with that money than get to where I'm at right now. Yeah. Because now what I have, too, is the ability to make that 10 times over in the same amount of time and just not, and know how to not waste it, how to not get, how to not get screwed over by taxes, how to not end up in jail for embezzlement, how to run companies the right way, start the LLCs make the bank account, then start selling the product, and, and it's like even with Young God, there's like it was an idea, and it kind of just I was gonna make the shirts, and now there once again you can't just do you know what I mean like there's a way to do things, and it's like now it's like you start making shirts and everything, we have to go back and do some of the legal stuff, but you know like at least I catch it early on, and we're not gonna get out five years of not paying taxes and possibly going to a federal prison or, you know what I mean? For any of the stuff that we do, you know? So it's like, and all of it, dude, is just like, you know, it's like, it's like prayer meditation is like first, um, you know, that, that was gifted to me by the program Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, and, further on is just me passing it on to other people, especially now, like whatever way I can. That's like my primary purpose in life now is to not just people in AA or anything is to just anyone who needs help. Like I'm not, I don't just walk by people on the side of the road that need help or, you know, I, yeah. Hey, what how are you? What's up? What's your name? Cause a lot of the reason why I made it to where I am now is like, this, even just this last week, I just fixed my Venmo and I looked at it. And what were the Venmos? Twenty dollars and ten dollars for Jeremy. For what? For friendship. That's what you wrote, you know. And it's like I remember you sending that to me at those times and just being like, "Fuck, thank you know, like someone still cares. Like, they, like I gotta get, you know, 
like it wasn't like I was doing drugs to like hurt anyone else, but it's like, you know, it does. Like I just, I remember to just, you know, just being a selfish prick and just thinking, I'm not hurting you, I'm just hurting myself. Like, yeah. Well, man, just think about what it's like. I, what would it be like now? It's like if Malachi just goes off for three, six months in a row, no phone call, nothing. Yep. After where he is, maybe he's dead. Yeah. And then, then what you have to mentally do to yourself to prepare yourself that like this person that you love and has been in your life for so long might just die and how you have to treat them and how you have to you know make your own mind react to them and what you got to do like all this stuff you have to do now internally because brandon's out there doing whatever the fuck he wants to do well he's gonna die yeah i i started sending you that money i mean i've hooked you up here and there over the years but i started the last time i sent you that money like on venmo and she was because i was like I was like, oh, this he's finally trying to get sober. He's finally actually really trying to do what he's saying he's doing. Be- right. Because I think, like, if you were wasted, I don't think I would have given it to you. I may have if you were starving or something. I would have probably just bought you some food. But, right. like, uh, it's like, like when I sent you that shit on Venmo the last time, it was like okay, well he's he's tr- he's trying to do something now. He's 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 been out of jail. His attitude's totally different. He's been fucking homeless for a, for a period of time. He's like really trying to get into sober living. He's working. You know what I mean? And so I just felt like, yeah, it was like, you know, like I I try to help people out, man. You know what I mean? Like right, yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm not in AA. I'm not in, in any of that stuff. And and I, God bless those those type of organizations and churches and all, and all that stuff. Like I'm, you know, I think that that stuff is valuable and important. But like, um, there was times when I I I've always helped homeless a little here and there. But like, there's times when I wouldn't do that because I was actually pissed off at a lot of them too. And then, but. There was times when, like, I would see a chick or, like, you know, somebody that clearly had mental issues and I might help them out. But, like, lately it's just, it's I've gotten softer with that shit because it's like, man, I don't know. You know, this dude might have been getting molested by his parents, you know, for the first seven years of his life, dude. And he's really fucked up. And he doesn't know how to interact with people properly. And he might not even have a mental issue. He might not have been born with a mental issue. But he got a mental issue because of the trauma in his life or her life right. or whatever. So I've softened up on a lot of that. I also try to uh, help, you know, like uh, humane societies. And, 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 and I'm not trying to, like, because I believe that there's people that do this shit to brag about it. I'm not doing this shit to brag about it. I'm not. Like, because I too have been helped in fucked positions, right? right? I'm doing this to tell people, and I know you're doing the same thing, to, in in order to help ignite a fire that will burn down a field of selfishness and, and create a brand new forest of beauty and abundance for other people and sharing with other people and, and spreading love with other people. That's the only reason why I'm talking about it. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because in my eyes, the shit show that we've seen in this country in the last 20 years in my eyes, I feel like we've got hell to pay. And if, if we've got hell to pay and shit's going to change, I want to I go out on a good note with, with humanity and with, with whatever around me. And I want people, 
Like, if we're all going to be in hardships here in the coming, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I feel like that's going to happen. But if we're going to have experience some really hard shit in the coming months and years, if we spread this energy of giving and compassion and kindness and togetherness, well, then that's what's going to help us get through these tough times, right? Definitely. Well, I mean, that's like what I said, too, is like the gift that I got from my mother is to just not be someone who had, you know what I mean, uh, fear in the future, you know what I mean? And like what I've cultivated now, too, is learning from other people's mistakes and to be just like a safe space, if nothing else, like if nothing else that I can give someone is like I could go up and ask the person what they're going through, you know what I mean? And then. I can make the decision on how I'm going to help them. You know what I mean? And if I give them something, it has me like, if I give them money, it doesn't matter what they do with it because they yeah. needed that for right now. And it gave, it probably gave them some relief no matter what they do with it. Like, like I said, if you are like, and even what you said, if you're going some, through some intense trauma and you know, you've never had any way to deal with it and you've your whole life all you if you drink a bottle of tequila it goes away for one hour yeah then if i get twenty dollars to take away you know a pain that has plagued your whole life for one hour is great my twenty dollars is well spent hey so my dad my, my dad said was he's like thank god for drugs and alcohol um that was the medicine i needed during that time he's like right. because i and- think about you know what else I might have done, which could have been suicide or something else, if I didn't have that drink or that blow or that weed at that time or the mushrooms or whatever he was doing. And my dad was a fucking party animal too. He's like, thank God for, he's like, that was the remedy I needed at that moment. If I didn't have that, man, it would have been worse. He's like, I don't need that anymore, but thank God for that at that time. And dude, it's, I mean, like, look at, and now it's like, we, I went from there to here and it's like now, and now see, and here's the crazy thing. So in the last, so my goal is to, you know, ultimately help some people. And like right now I can do it when I sit down and talk to someone, I could be there for a phone call. Maybe someone will listen to this podcast and reach out to me and be, how how do I, how do I get out what I'm going through? And Mm -hmm. And pretty much too, I can. I could give you the roadmap to get out from what you're going through. And it could be long and hard, which is, you know, you you get a little bit of what I have and you use again, you get a little bit of what I have now, you use again, and then until it just doesn't work, and then you come back and you say, Brandon, I tried everything, so let's just really do this, and I'll walk you through the steps. You know what I mean? And, like, I think the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous can help anyone, that someone that uses doesn't use. Yes. You know what I mean? And well, and uh, came to believe in a power greater than ourselves, dude. Like I, I try to I try to use this as an example all the time for people. I'm like, the reason why society is is in the serious problems it's in right now is because of atheism and nihilism. That's it. I don't give a fuck what you think, who you are. For hundreds of thousands of years, man has believed in a God, a power greater than himself. Now, when you look at like addicts and alcoholics, what is the thing that really, you know, they, they, there's a few ways out. You know, you can go drugs, institutions, death, fucking jail, uh, whatever. But what the one thing that always clears up the addict is surrendering to a spiritual power. Because man 
has been fucking up man's life for thousands of years. Man needs God to to get through this, dude. And and God is that fucking the Tao, the energy. It's 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 the force. Right. It's 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 natural law. It's surrendering to your environment and putting faith in nature and, and the creator of these surroundings that we're in. Man can't do that with man. We fuck everything up. That's why people are like, oh, well, you don't trust science? And I'm like, no, I don't fucking trust these assholes. Sorry, I don't care what degree they have. They're men. Some of, sh- some of the shit they did is good. Some of it's not. Yeah. And it's like, because I, I, right now I have to go. Because I have to go take care of Malachi, which is just, you know, it's a whole other thing. But it's like, like I, that, that's what I'm saying, too. If there's anyone that hears this podcast, they want to reach out, you know what I mean? Then thank you for giving me this platform to do that. We'll probably have to jump on part two and go through all the... Debauchery. We're going to go through jail and in the streets and shit like that. Like, people don't understand how gritty shit was at periods of our lives. Right. Like, fuck, fucked up gritty. Like, but, hey, like, like drugs, that was the remedy and medicine we needed at the time. Yeah. So go All ahead right, and, and drop, drop, I want you to drop your, your, your hooks and your info. All right, so I mean, you can follow me at Trash Can Cut on Instagram. Trash Can Cut on Instagram. Yeah, and we got the the merch is at YoungGodsLA.com. YoungGodsLA.com. Our Instagram is YoungGodsLA. Okay. You can find me on Facebook, Brandon O'Connell. Brandon O'Connell. Yeah, man. All right. I, I love you, bro. Thanks for coming on. We'll do this love again. You, Thanks for having me. All right. Later. So, yeah, guys, that was my buddy Brandon, good friend of mine. We've been through a lot. Um, and, uh, like, one thing I can say about him is even through all the fucking worst situations, he always had a good sense of humor, man. We fucking joked and laughed so hard. and And he's always made us laugh, man. And uh, to see from the time I met him when he was on fucking heroin and blow and partying, like literally like fucking John Belushi, like like hipster fucking punk rock Hollywood John Belushi um, with a belly button piercing uh, to where he's at now. And I think if I'm not mistaken, he's been sober now. I want to say two and a half, three years. I could be wrong. Um, and he's just got his fingers into all different kinds of companies and things like that. And, you know, I've done some art for his T-shirts, Young Gods LA. And there's some badass shirts um, and apparel. But to see the transition and, again, like, just... It's always when you surrender to God, straight out, like in whatever is Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Catholic, Native, you know, whatever. Like, but understanding that that you're not fucking God here, dude. You're not. This ain't your fucking playground. This wasn't created for you. This was created for us to work together collectively 
to make things better. We're not here to go to the fucking moon. We're not here to fucking vaccinate everybody. We're here to work together to bring heaven to earth. Period. I don't give a fuck what other type of bullshit you believe. Like, it's not to watch Jeff Bezos get richer or or to, to have Walmart f- force masks on us or whatever. Like, it, it's it's we're here to bring heaven to earth. And again, like we said in the podcast, a lot of times these processes are messy. They're painful. They're 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 you're homeless. You you barely can eat. You're you've been high for a week. You're, you whatever. Like so we're dealing with this like in my eyes kind of like this adolescent phase right now. Not just in America. It's all over the globe, man. It's been going off everywhere. Pre-COVID, post-COVID. People have been rioting and protesting all over the planet, dude. And and we're at this phase of like bratty teenager like where people just don't get it dude and and the ones that are like trusting their governments and this and that it's like your government ain't gonna save you the only thing that's gonna save you is the most high and a proper path and 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 a proper you know goal and 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 knowing the, the the laws and the functions of nature and, and and things like that, and your fellow man and woman, and, and respecting your an you know animals and things like that. Uh, what's crazy is is um, Brandon randomly hit me up this morning. We've been toying with the idea to do this podcast for a long time, and he just randomly hits me up this morning. Well, today is the new moon, and I decided I was going to do a four day water fast, so water and tea fast. So nothing that's going to bring me out of a fasted state. And I've done this a few times in my life, several times actually. But today, new moon, we've got an eclipse coming on the 21st, which will be the darkest day of winter, and uh, which doesn't mean it's going to be the most evil day or the worst day. But when eclipse energy is out there, crazy stuff seems to happen. Big stuff seems to happen. Um, and so I wanted to be prepared. You know, because fasting will not only cleanse your body, it will cleanse your mind, it will cleanse your spirit, it, it will, will cl- help cleanse your temple in a lot of different ways. So it was really amazing to do this podcast with one of my close friends and brothers that I love very much and to just witness his transformation over the years and and to be very proud of myself to be one of the few people that, like, he will say, actually had his back even in times when he was a fucking total wreck and to look at myself to know that i i have the ability to have that kind of compassion for another human being it makes me very proud of where i've come in life too as well and um you know i I wish everybody the best i love everybody Uh, i'm definitely pissed off at a lot of people but at the end of the day, when I when I when I when I do that that personal inventory, I, I know that like the only reason why I'm angry is because I see this unlimited amount of potential for mankind and womankind, and we just piss it away and shit it away and and just just destroy shit. And it's like like he said, man, it's like you just eventually get to this place. 
and you surrender to the you know the most high you surrender to god and you're like man i I really really need your help and and i'm really willing to do it this time and i'm really willing to put in the effort i'm willing to pray i'm willing to meditate i'm willing to help other people and animals and 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 just do whatever it takes in my life to radiate that that um that connection with with the most high with the creator of all things and um yeah man so anyways thanks for listening guys um uh, keep your head up I'm, I'm trying to do more podcasts you know you know since i started i've had my ups and downs at the podcast sometimes i'll do them once a week sometimes i do them twice a week sometimes sometimes i don't do them for three weeks but you know uh you know i've been trying to stay more diligent on the podcast so thank you guys for listening i wish you the best out there i know shit is crazy and shit's gonna get crazier 2021 is probably gonna make 2020 look like it's little stepbrother but hey man I, I i have faith in 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 uh the most time man i i think there's gonna be a lot of curveballs thrown for all parties involved in in 2021 and and 2022 and, and things like that so anyways take care guys <laughs>